17 to come in. Go ahead, truck 17. Primary complete. Command topics, primary complete. What's up, folks? And welcome to another episode of Primary Complete. Before we kick off the show, do us a quick favor. Like and subscribe. At the end of the show, if you enjoyed it, leave a quick comment. These simple little things make our platform more visible to folks who are looking for the type of show that we produce. For all of you who are constantly interacting with us on social media, talking about the show in your firehouses and with your friends, we can't say thank you enough for helping us build this awesome community. If you haven't yet, check out the social media. Search Primary Complete Podcast on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. Give it a quick like. We also got a website. Feel free to check that out, www.primarycompletepodcast.com. Thank you all once again. Enjoy the next episode and continue to help us make conversation great again. Have you talked to Chief Hogue, Ken Hogue, lately? I saw him at the uh, Chiefs Conference in Charlotte. We talked a little bit. He's excited about coming down in May, too. So. Good. Yeah, yeah I want to uh, – we need a house to burn. Like, Yes, we, I agree. We need to burn something. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even seen him in a while, and we're kind of in the same world as far as the water rescue side of things goes. You know, I, I see him in the mountains every now and again, or we'll meet up at the same area, body Bridgewater, where we all train, and we'll co-teach classes together. Like, I'll have a class up there, and he'll have a class up there, and we'll mess around, but I hadn't, like, seen him, seen him in a hot minute. I miss that guy. I know. We got to get him down. <clears throat> Just to town or in here, whatever. <laughs> right. Somewhere. Right, right. Right, right, right. Well, Chief Griffin, it is good to see you again. It's been long overdue. I'd love to have you in here about every week if I had the opportunity, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a pleasure to have you back down here and having a conversation with us, as always. Enjoy. Thank, thanks enjoy. for having me. And uh, you get bored if I come every week. So. I guarantee you that's <laughs> not true. Guarantee yeah. it. Guarantee it. Now, uh, what's fixing to come up? We're getting close to something. Yeah, yeah. So first due operation conference is uh, – Right around the corner, what, May 9th, 10th, 11th. So uh, we're excited. Uh, sold out, which is what the goal was. We've probably been sold out technically about a month or so, but a couple people would back out, and then we worked with the Marriott to uh, do some additional seating and change some stuff around, so it let us open up another 10, 15 seats. So, but we've now wow. stopped it, said so we've got to stop. Don't want to be like an airline and overbook, you know. Right, yeah. right, right, right. You didn't take our little corner away, did you? No, no, no. You guys have your corner always. That's <laughs> <No>, good. <laughs> Who's coming? Uh, so uh, this year, uh, Todd Edwards will be there. Uh, Steve Robertson. Um, Champo will be back. Uh, got Mo Davis and Clyde Gordon. Uh, let's see, Jonah. Smith from yep. Charlotte, he'll be there. Uh, Eric Wheaton is coming from Orlando, or not Orlando, Winter Park. Uh, the uh, let's see who else we got. Like I said, I say Clyde Gordon's yep. coming. Clyde, yep. Uh, let's see. Of course, I'll be doing my part. You know, that's the luxury of um, putting on your own conference. You get to speak. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and then of course uh, JJ can send me back. He's from Orlando, and then. Uh, we always use the Clark boys up there, Don and them and Cody. And those guys, uh, up middle part of the state, they're going to come in and help some of the truck track. And so just got a got a good good variety of, uh, of guys coming in. We try to shift it around every year by changing a couple of structures here and there and adding adding some flavor to keep it new. But uh, this year we're, we're doing a little more interesting concept where 
Um, one of the kickbacks we've got the last couple of years is sometimes it can get very um, back-to-back where you have an engine guy and an engine guy and an engine guy. You know, right. And might have a different PowerPoint, but it's kind of the same message. So we looked at it this year, and last year we did eight instructors. Um, this year we're only really doing six over the two days. But you'll get a, uh engine talk, a uh, truck talk, and then a leadership talk on the first day and then the second day will be a truck talk, an engine talk and a leadership talk. And that way you're not getting the same, uh, concept each, each, uh, back to back. So, um, that was something we wanted to try. And then, uh, something that I hadn't really pushed out yet. I've talked to a couple of the uh, instructors about it and everybody seems to be excited. So, uh, we, we purposely had it to end, not end, but three thirty. all the PowerPoint stuff was going to end. And that window, and instead of uh, one of the other feedbacks we got was, it's like you know back to back, take a lunch back, back back. So we're we're kind of slowing the pace down, and then at the end of the day we're gonna we're gonna say we're done with the lecture. Uh, you know, you guys take a break when you come back. Um, day one we're gonna do engine talk, so we're gonna have the engine instructors up there. Day two is gonna be truck talk, so it's gonna be basically they're gonna set up front, and students can ask questions. Um, and you'll get to pick the brains of these guys that you came to just not hear their lecture. But um, and that that concept came from you know guys going, man, I I tried to grab them at a break or I tried yep. to grab them at a social yep. when there was ten people around them, and I really want to ask this question. So I thought, you know, why not? I, I've seen it work before and it's been very successful um, with the that kind of open forum, that town hall type setting. Yes, sir. And, what a great opportunity. Yeah. See what's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's, we, we've actually had this discussion um, about that. We, we often, uh, some people do it like Corley. He's done it, Corley Moore, yep. with uh, the Scrap. You know, they've done like live Q&A and whatnot. But we've talked about it, and we talked with um, Jeremy from National Fire Radio as well about it. And I was like, you know how cool it would be to be able to capture that setting and make it live, but not so much for the live aspect, but for the ability for people to go back yeah. and see it again. So I don't know what it would do as far as uh, removing value from the actual uh, time or what, you know, when you pay to go to a conference, you're paying for, I mean, numerous things. But one of the things is you're paying to be a student and sit in front of these guys. And if you put it on the Internet, does that devalue it or does it add value? I mean, Jeremy and Corley are both like, no, it 100% adds value. Right. Yeah, there's no replacing it. And all it is is advertising, really. Um, you know, they get up there and ask specific questions, but they're based off of their presentations. And that's what you, you know, that's yep. what you go to get the, uh, get the experience with is the, the presentations. So that was, that's really cool. We're going to be sitting in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That For moment sure. gets multiplied if you can record it. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, I hope it's going to be successful. And, you know, the main, the main purpose behind that is I don't care it, all these structures and they'll agree. Um, there is, a death by PowerPoint. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I'm giving them a short wind and a short stage, and they can't stray off their top. Like they got to get in there and get their point across, and then their part's over, and the next guy comes in. And one of the things I thought was, you know, we did the socials to give everybody that opportunity to mingle, and I thought, you know what, this, I've, I've sat through a couple of these. I've been a part of a couple of these open roundtables, and I feel like that uh, this was a good mix to drop two instructors off the the whole venue but but add some value on the backside because we kicked around like what do we do like a not a you hate to call it a keynote because it's an end of the day note right 
a post note. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it> was, <laughs> um, we thought about bringing in a, just somebody that's not a PowerPoint person, but just a lecture, not a lecture, like a motivational type thing. And then just, just kind of something I, that I, I kicked around in my head, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to run with it, see what happens. I think you'll be wildly impressed. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, a fantastic idea. Yeah. And I can guarantee you the students or the participants, I don't like to call them students because they're not always students, but I guarantee the participants are going to love it as well. Yeah, I love that you're using feedback to improve. Like, I... I've filled out the questionnaires, you know, and I always wonder, like, is this just a formality and it gets tossed in the trash? So thanks on, yeah, on no, behalf no. of a participant. Yeah, improving. So one, nice. one thing we tried to do um, is, you know, nobody likes to sit at the end of the day and feel like most of the time you're done. You've been there all day. It's like, right. all right, check, 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 check. So one of the things that, that my wife wanted to do is she's like, let's email them and just like, like give, the, give them a blank checkbook. Say, let them respond to us. And we asked a few scripted questions, but we emailed the entire conference and said, please email us back so we can slow down and read it. And it's not just check boxes or it's not a, at the end of the day, it's not, okay, here, what's your final comments? Like, give us, if we asked a question, you got an unlimited amount of space and we're going to read it. And we heard uh, a lot of feedback. Overwhelmingly, we heard a lot of repetitive topics. And then the other thing we heard was uh, uh, it was sometimes could get really fast paced if one instructor goes 10 minutes over it kicks the whole day off yeah you're right, right. and yeah. then i'm going to another instructor after lunch said okay shave 10 minutes off and now their mind is trying to rush through their powerpoint and it's doing it's unfair to them yeah i'm with so, you i'm with you yeah i remember those guys when we were uh trying our best to pull them aside and all that and they're like ah, we're tight on time you know it's, it's tough you <laughs> yeah. know or hey i gotta go and you know it's just like ah I'm selfish because I'm like, man, we're getting such good conversation. I don't want it to stop. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. So, yeah, I understand. And, I I mean, I'm an instructor myself. So, I mean, I understand the the pressure of sometimes being cramped, you know. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Well, the, the tough balance for me is I want to give you the most for your money. You're paying good money to come to this or your department is. And uh, there's a lot of guys that pay out of their pocket, yep. guys and girls. And, and I'm like, I want to give you all I can give you. And sometimes we can say, I want to go to 7 o'clock tonight and I want to throw 20 instructors at you. But that's not really a conducive to learning. And um, so what, one of the things we're trying to do is how do we slow that pace down and go with quality, not quantity, but then somebody not leave and go, you know, I really didn't get my money's worth. So that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a tough balance. And it, this you know every year we're going to dance around that balance so sure um and while we're on the topic of uh instructors i'll go back to the question i was asking you earlier and i, I had asked you, you know what is there any pressure or what is the amount of pressure that like these uh the speakers the instructors the todd Edwards, the ray mccormick's the you know the ever-growing list of these rock stars um what is the pressure of them to kind of keep the sense of what they're delivering fresh because I told you earlier, it was like I compared it to a comedian. And once a comedian, he he has his hour of content and he goes on stage around the country and does his tour and he goes to all these comedy clubs or arenas or whatever. And he does this, you know, one hour of content and then he does a special or it's on the Internet or YouTube or Netflix or whatever it may be. Now it's available to the entire world. You know, he can't go back to that because nobody, you know, nobody's going to laugh anymore. Nobody's going to pay or they may, but just them and their craft, they're not going to do that. So what is the 
I guess, the pressure or is there even a pressure for instructors to kind of keep things fresh and new to where it doesn't seem repetitive? Yeah, um, and that's a tough balance. And we, you know, I actually just talking with Todd and Steve and whoever, um, Jonah. I see Jonah changes a lot of his stuff up. I, um, you know, you get a you get a program, and when you finally get it dialed in, you almost feel like okay, I'm, I've got it dialed in. But man, I've I've presented this ten times. Right now, am I starting? To, especially when you're getting there, and people walk up and go, "Hey, I was in your class, or I was at your conference," and you know, uh, it just happened in Smithfield. I was up doing some stuff for those guys, and you know, three four people come up. And was like, man, I, I enjoyed your conference. I can't wait to hear you speak again. And I'm like, again, this is kind of the one of the <laughs> a lot of the same stuff, yeah. but uh, it, I think what the challenge is, and we kind of touched on it earlier, is I think every time you teach, you see things you want to change, so you are kind of changing it. It's not like a total routine, but then you get to a point where you feel like you've you it's the same slides everybody's seeing. So uh, for me, I know I can't speak for the other guys, but I know. Sometimes I will change or morph the program to where you know I I, I thought this was going to be more a uh, tactical class, but it, it and I touched on leadership, but everybody loved the leadership part, so I get more deeper leadership. And then I look up and go, now I'm getting more leadership and I'm tactics. So I change the name of the program, right? Use a lot of the same slides, but then I it allows me to add slides and and uh and you know it's. It's tough because sometimes the the videos work well, um, and sometimes pictures work well. But then that same picture is popping up, yeah, over in and over and over. Ten again. different programs or, or venues that you are at, and you're, you're starting to think, man, are people going to quit asking me to come teach because right. I've wore that topic out? So, um, you know that that's always a challenge, and I think all those guys. Um, Sometimes you do get not bored, but you get hung up on one topic, and it's say like, you know what, I'm, I kind of I can't do so much of this, and now I want I want to venture over into this world, you know. And um, another example is I kind of wanted to do something that nobody else, not nobody else, is doing, but something that was unique. So a year or so ago, I put together a coastal fire program. Right. Yeah. Done it two or three times, and I've had some departments call me and. Um, trying to start maybe pushing it. I hadn't done it yet, but I want to maybe throw it out at some bigger uh, conferences that, you know, like like the Safaries or one of those. My thoughts are that's a targeted area, but Very, then everybody yeah. else is like, you know, I, I, even though I'm not in the coast, I'd like to hear what you guys do and how you deal with the, the definitely the wind-driven stuff, and then everything's on pylons and everything's multi-stories. And so um, – that's one that I've started trying to touch down here on and see where it goes. But for me, it was like a new – it was like refreshing. Right. Because now it's like a same topic but a different topic. Yeah, like a new little charge. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, from the participant side, uh, I guess it's refreshing. It's it's nice to know that there is thought put into uh, keeping, the, keeping the learning spread out. So it's not like – like you said, engine, engine, engine – even if it was three engine guys, you're still getting three different points of view that could be, you know, oh, miles yeah. apart. So, yeah, I, I'm glad there's energy that goes into uh, keeping it fresh and creative. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you who else could uh, benefit from those uh, coastal classes, and that's uh, rural firefighters, like the volunteers. Dude, we've had several little fires. I live in Duplin County, and, you know, you get uh, – 
pretty substantial farmer. You know, he's got a nice house, but then it's surrounded by nothing. There's no trees. It's fields. So, uh, I mean, the wind blows all the time at my house, <laughs> all the time, more than it does at the beach sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of benefits and a lot of crossover. That I mean, that that's I don't know that that's ever even been talked about as far as the from a rural approach as yeah. well. Wind driven yeah, fires. They probably I'm not gonna say they, they probably don't, but I don't I've never heard wind driven anything mentioned in the rural like space. Right. So, and uh, a lot of crossover there. The problem is it is a catchphrase that's got thrown around a lot. Right. Uh, you know, we used to never even think about wind. We just I guess it was in our mind, we just didn't, but um we you know, and then flow pass stuff came out and it opened a lot of eyes and and we throw that phrase out a lot wind driven wind driven everybody every, no matter where you live you're in the mountains it's windy all the time mm-hmm. and i think we're starting to learn more in the fire service of you know we just don't always kick the front door in and we don't always just bust windows out there, there is a method to this madness and and just understanding what you're doing to the to the fire and to the people in the building when you make wrong decisions on how to open buildings up and even where you take that first line through so that's something that whether you call it coastal or whatever, it's uh, it's definitely something that from rural to mountains to the beach to you know wherever you it's it's definitely a, a concept that we gotta you know I guess get a lot better at because I yeah. think there's been times we've opened front doors and a window's failed on the back of the house and we go back and joke about how it hung us up on the porch for five minutes and <laughs> right. ate our lunch and. Now you look back and go, I know exactly why I did that. I didn't even like wish I'd known that twenty years ago. Right, yeah. right. Sometimes we sense. just get stubborn and we're like, oh, I just I had to push a little harder today. But you know, sometimes we might ought to think if we just took a thirty second different approach, the whole attack would have been different. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's fresh, man. I like seeing. I like the idea of just like Steve said. I like the idea of the instructors and the the po- folks. Bringing the uh, bringing the presentations, trying to constantly evolve them. That's it's just like Steve said. It's very re- refreshing. We've mm-hmm. said refreshing, I think, twenty five times now. Yeah, Maybe. that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, For sure. When are we going to do this drawing? Uh, let's save it. I've got a question okay. I want to ask right. Chief, and like I said, we can we can always go back and fix this or cut it out if we want to later. But what is your opinion on? The PFAS stuff going around. Have you heard much about it? I feel like you have. <laughs> I, I've heard. I've heard it. Uh, sure. I, I don't know that I got opinion. Uh, okay. I, I'd like just one of those. I don't know. Still uh, collecting data. I'll, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I want to venture down that road or not. But. Yeah. Yeah. We um we almost dedicate. Well, we we have dedicated an entire show to it, and then we bring it up every now and again. And mm-hmm. I have such a wild love hate relationship for even the idea. I, I, I don't want to see people get hurt. But damn it, don't! I want to put my turnout gear on. Right, <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. <laughs> I'm a fireman, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of mixed feelings running around, man. It's serious. You I, have both ends of the spectrum. People are like, "Oh God, never put your turnout gear on again," and then ones that are like, "Damage is yeah, done. Damage is done. That ship has sailed. <laughs> it's gonna be what it's gonna be." It's, I uh, I've got a lot more guarded on some stuff. I, this is my thirtieth year, and sometimes like, all right, you being an old grouchy, right? Uh, don't want to change nothing, guy or. Then I look back and go, well, what's worked is worked, and <laughs> right. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably leave that alone. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's why I wanted to ask your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes no opinion is Cut the best out. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes no opinion is the best opinion. Yeah. So verdicts out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm excited that they're still collecting data. So we'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah. Um, when Dave Hibben was here, uh, we ended up talking about when to address um, a mistake made on a fire ground. And I was of the opinion, still am really, uh, that as soon as possible. So even if we're still on the fire ground or when we get back and the trucks, the hoses are loaded, everything's cleaned up and we're back in service, then have the conversation. And I was going to ask you, uh, a mistake's made, not malicious, like nobody's out here doing it on purpose, but you've made a mistake on a fire ground. When, when do you want your guys or when did you address it? Like, how does that look for you? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not a, it's not a tough question. It's a, you know, I don't think there's a right answer because I think there's some things you address immediately, mm-hmm. um, especially if you need to correct it uh, to finish out the fire. Uh, there's some things you grab the guys on the tailboard and deal with while you're there. Um, I'm guarded on that because sometimes there's perception, especially in today's world where everybody's got video cameras and going live streaming and everything else. The perception sure. everybody will have is either that guy's just ripping his guys a new one or they really screwed up. And um, so sometimes uh, the tailboard may not be the right place either, but there are times while you stand there because you might want to point certain things out because that visual is what you need to say, this is why I would wish we'd have done this. And whether I screwed it up or they screwed it up, it's kind of like an opportunity. And sometimes you want to hear why, you know, why, why did you guys choose to go? And then you realize before I get too deep in this that I was my opinion was wrong like they were right my concept was wrong because after they explained to me what they saw it made a world of difference so uh I think that the deep dive should always come in at the station and but it don't need to be drug out you know extended right um you know you shouldn't let month go by and you hadn't deep dove into a call but that deep dive needs to happen pretty quick at the station and I think the tailboard stuff is more Q and A, like, well, what what made you guys go there? What made you go in the front door versus the rear? Why didn't you grab the hydrant versus coming in, you know, dry? So, um, all those are, you know, things that aren't wrong. It's just maybe for my end, especially if I come in and they're already set up, it might be just some questions. So later on, we can really deep dive into, you know, okay, it didn't bite us, but it could have bit us, or. Right. It did bite us, but nobody got hurt. So right. all those are different levels of yeah. how you fix problems. So. Yeah. Those questions in some settings could be offensive and, like, they could hit. And you're like, damn, he's, he's hitting me hard. But knowing you, if if I was on the south side and we ran a fire and you came by and asked me a couple of those, like, why didn't you do this or how did you come to that decision, I would see it as we're either about to improve through let's don't do that again or maybe it was something you liked yeah like you made a decision i wouldn't have but it worked out how did you right. come to that decision so you know, don't if you're listening don't just assume that somebody's asking you a question that means they disagree with what you did yeah. there's if it's in a, a mission driven uh, light it, it might be a good thing but address it either way i think i think i'm as a as a boss i'm more I, i'm I'm not a guy that's reactionary. Like, even when I see something that I really don't like at the station, I very rarely re- overreact, I feel like I don't, to <laughs> the situation. I typically like to analyze it. Sometimes I choose to leave alone because I'm like, there's, you know, different reasons. But 
on the fire ground, I've, what I've found is if you're overreactionary, emotions are already high. Adrenaline's high. Everything's high. And when you try to deal with that problem on fire ground, it usually ends up in a blow-up. Now, it may be out of respect they don't blow up at you, but they walk away very, very unsatisfied. And that, to me, is not, not the best tactic for a leader. And so what I try to do is ask questions to formulate, in my mind, am I right or they right or am I wrong and they're right or they wrong and I'm right? Like, it's all over the board. And then deep dive back at the station and, and then, you know, and then if there's a corrective behavior that you need to correct, you correct it. And uh, like you said, it's there's a it, there's a but it is tough because there's times when it's if there's something that's going to be make a difference with saving a life or a fireman getting hurt, you definitely are reactionary to it. And I know in the heat of the battle, I'm a lot more reactionary to pushing, um, saying things and pushing, which you have to be. Um, and I'm going to you know correct things very quickly to get a, a objective accomplished. Mm-hmm. But after the fire, to be standing in the front yard in front of property owners and, and neighbors and whoever else, mutual aid companies, automatic aid companies, to to rip into your staff. And, you know, years ago I had bosses like that, and I had there was very well captains I've watched just rip guys apart at the back of an engine. And I walk by thinking, man, this is just not the place. Like, yeah. it looks bad, and I just go on by. But, you know, just ripping them a new one, and that's not always the best. I mean, it may it works. It's a leadership style that works because you get the message clearly. Sure. Um, but I don't know of many people that look back and say, that was the best boss I ever had either. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's – I'd say mistakes on the fire ground – not all mistakes are you're going to get your attitude. Sometimes it's just a, a which way did you search first and why and, you know, wind decisions. Like there's there's things that you could have done it better. So I qualify that as if I could have done it better, then that's a mistake. I, I didn't do it the best way possible. So there's there are varying degrees of, of mistake. You know, every – I feel like now that – hearing your answer – I just want to make sure I wasn't calling every fire ground mistake like a, you know. A, <laughs> like you needed to be yelled at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. things, uh, you know, I look at my performance and I'm like, I could have done this better. But that doesn't mean what I did was wrong. Right. You know? But if I can improve, I'm going to yeah. attempt it. it. Right. In my, in that, the class I do to mission driven leadership, uh, I have a slide on uh, uh, misdemeanor versus felony, right? So not every mistake's a felony. And not every mistake deserves the the full trial and the jury and and the mm-hmm. hanger, the the shooting squad or whatever. So, right. as a leader, you got to decide what's a misdemeanor and what's a felony, and that's a good way to describe it. Because some things are just a, a discussion, some things are a slap on the wrist, and some things require a full blown judge, jury, and uh, yeah. and hope your peers agree with the judge. You know, type right. thing. So. That that and that's a tough stance for a leader because sometimes it's easy to go straight to being uh, the judge, jury, the the bailiff, to everybody, and like I'm the chief and I'm you know th- you're this is a felony you know so that sometimes guys can make a little misdemeanor it's okay you know just you don't have to go full blown on them yeah if you're never making any mistakes then you're not trying I'm yeah. not saying let's go making mistakes but you if you're pushing and trying to get better. 
it's because you see that things aren't always perfect. Yeah. What you got, Hoffman? Any more questions? No. You want to draw? I'm itching, son. I want to know. <laughs> want to know. Uh, how do you want to do it? Uh, I guess shake up our little extinguisher there. All right. I got it. And then we'll let Chief Griffin draw a name, and then we'll read it, and then we'll shake it up again, and he can draw another yeah. name. Yeah. And I do have one wild card in here, so if anybody, <laughs> if we just get lucky. Oh, can you reach in there? I could pour one out if you need to. I think I got one. There it is. You want me to open it? Just open yeah, it up. You open yeah. it and then I'll read it. Or maybe Steve will read it because he wrote them off yeah. the he wrote them <laughs> off the internet now. So Yeah. Somebody wrote this one upside down. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. Uh, I had yeah. that to you. Oh, there, you there you go. Yeah, you're good. All right. Uh man, Nick Aliato. I don't know. I don't know either. That's uh, why I handed it to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. It uh, sounds Italian. So yeah. uh uh no offense, Nick. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry we too. butchered your name. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Congratulations, Nick. Yep. Okay. Uh, Cap on and let's do it again. All right. All right. Let's do legit. We don't want any chance for mistake. No right. mischief. Yeah. All right. All righty, let's see dun, here. Dun, dun, dun. You want to read it? I can read sure. that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, one Tanner Freeman. All right. Yeah, Sweet. that one was easy. Okay, good deal. Um, yep, so I will contact them and make sure that those dates jive, I guess you could say, um, and then I will get their contact information to yeah. you, and then you can email them the voucher and – all they'll have left to do is their hotel if they're staying if they're from out of Tanner's local, so he won't have to stay out of town. But the other fella, I'm not sure about. So uh, they'll need to get a hotel, correct? Yeah. And then that should be it. Show up ready to learn. And a couple of things with both of those, they're uh, I'll it's transferable to if they want to gift it to somebody. And okay, if this year don't work, I will. Do it. I'll give them move it to next year. Shh, don't say that. We're gonna do it again next year. Well, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to make it flexible for the guys. Sure. Yeah. sure. I was Absolutely. gonna say let's draw another name in case one of those can't go. But if you can transfer it, then yeah, then, that'll uh, be easy. by all means. Yeah. 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 Sweetness. That'd nice. be cool. Chief, thanks for doing that. That's, yeah. No. That's real cool. Yeah. No, yeah. like it's uh, that falls right in line with the mission we were trying to accomplish with the conference. So mm -hmm. We we set aside so many a year that we want to give away and. It's uh, just and and the early bird. You know, we do the early bird for one reason. That's the people that's paying out of their pocket, right? So it's not a marketing scheme. It's not a no. It's just I want to give because we get a lot of guys, and girls pay out their own pockets. So we try to open up a short early bird and let the people that are their department's not sponsoring them, and then there's the people that wouldn't even get to come unless they won one, right? And then the departments that can afford it, then you make up the difference. So. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, we're definitely we're grateful for the opportunity to be able to uh, share your conference with with those folks. It's it's one of a kind. I don't know if you saw any of my social or any of the social media posts from Primary Complete, but I I believe it. It is the best conference, definitely in this state, hands down. Well, thank so, you. So, um, yeah, I'm a big believer. I, I I love it. Yeah, I'll be there for sure. Yeah, <laughs> sitting in my little corner. I'm That's sure right. I'll be there. <laughs> I know you'll be there. <laughs> Yeah. Good deal. Well, Chief, thanks for coming. Uh, thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Yep. Have thanks. a good, safe trip back to the beach, sir. Yeah. That's right. We'll do it again soon, and if not, we'll see you next few months for sure. Yes, sir. Thank All you. Right. Yes, sir. Bye.
I am excited for that Q&A. We've done yeah. some serious conversations. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Do us a favor. Slide over to iTunes or Spotify or YouTube. Leave a five-star review and leave a comment. If you want to, you want to support further, share it with somebody. Ask them to like, subscribe, and share it with their friends. If they can benefit from it, we need to spread it out. The more you like and comment, the more visible we are on all these platforms when people are just searching Firefighter Podcast. It'll come up primary complete a little bit quicker, and they won't have to dig quite so far to find us. We really appreciate that. Visit the website. It's a pretty good site. It's got all kinds of fun links and stuff. You can also find the shows there on the website as well, and that's www.primarycompletepodcast.com. Thank you all so much for your support. Again, we love you. Thank you for helping us make conversation great again.